Welcome back once again to the Great Scott Podcast. On this episode, Mike welcomes NFL legend Desmond Clark to the show. Desmond played with the Denver Broncos and Miami Dolphins, but spent most of his football career playing for the Chicago Bears. Desmond talks about his historic career and life after football. Starting out, Desmond, you had quite a life growing up. Uh, you had to face some challenges, and one of those being a, a drug-filled past with your, with your family. Um, how tough was that for you to, to get out of uh, that situation for you? Yeah, um, and just let me say that the drug-filled past was primarily just my father. Okay. Um, my father had a, had a, um, uh, a, a crack addiction uh, back in, you know, the early 80s when, when the crack epidemic hit, you know, in the minorities communities. He was one of those people that fell victim to, you know, to that habit. Um, and that really, uh, his struggles uh, made me and, and, my, and the rest of my brothers and my mom and the rest of the family, we struggled because of his struggles. And you know, when, when, when those things are happening and you're seven, eight, nine, ten years old, you don't realize what's going on around you, around you. Right. It's, it's just pretty much, um, that's, that's just normal life because you don't know anything else. And it wasn't until, um, later on in life, you know, getting into the NFL and, and being, being successful in my own right. And looking back on them times and just thinking, man, how dysfunctional things were, how, how you know, the situations that we had to come through, those situations that we had to come through, I look at them now and, and like, damn, we, we overcame a lot. We overcame yeah. situations where, you know, we, we didn't have a address to call our own. And then um, when we did have a small apartment, you know, we didn't always have lights. We didn't always have you know, some of the things that we take for granted now, like a refrigerator um, in the home. Uh, so just looking back at those times, if I think as an, as an adult, if you had to go through some of those things, you know, it would be a different story. But as a kid, my mom was able to make it appear through how she cared herself and then just the, the positive reinforcement that she gave us that everything was okay. Yes, absolutely. So uh, would you say that sports was maybe a, um, well, for lack of a better term, I would say maybe, do you think that sports was in uh, an in, in, in escape for you from that drug-filled past? Um, no, sports, sports was just part of, the, part, part of the fabric of life. Um, when, when I was growing up, I, I played football from the age of six all the way through the age of four, never missing a year. Um, I started playing basketball in middle school, but you know we we would always play in the parks and and do that do those type of things. So sports was just a part of that fabric of life, and and you know the times that we were out playing sports, that that was time that we didn't have to worry about you know what was going on at home. Um, and and pretty much as kids, we didn't worry about what was going on at home. You know, our mom took care of that stuff and. We just went to school and, and did what we did what we did. That was the thinking then. Um, but like I say, once you get older and, and look at that stuff and and the places that we were, that that I I mean, going and trying to find my dad, you know, going in and out of crack houses, watching people get shot, 
uh, watching, you know, people snort cocaine, uh, mm-hmm. smoke yeah. crack, and yeah. being being in those environments, man. Um, seeing people, you know, cooking cocaine, having people uh, trying to trying to recruit recruit you to, to sell drugs and all of that stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's a pretty um, amazing story of not falling into that trap. I mean, yeah, it's a miracle you didn't, because I know most most people do go down that same same path. Uh, if yeah. the, so, if the one of the parents does it, then usually the kids follow suit. Yeah, so that's pretty much a miracle that you were able to escape that, especially at a young age. Yeah, and, and you know, my brother, my oldest brother, he um for for a short period of time, a couple of years, he was out selling drugs, and then my next to oldest brother. He started hanging out on the streets um, for, you know, not for a long period of time before, you know, his high school coach came and snatched him up and, and told him that, no, you, you coming with me and, and you're not you're not doing this. And really, the guys on the street also pushed, pushed my my other brother away because my oldest brother, he, he actually got married and, and his wife went to the armed forces and that took him away from it. And then once he was taken away from it. You know the the guys that was on the corner they wouldn't let my other brother get involved with it um and like i said his coach made sure that he he stayed on the football field so as it as it trickled down i guess it it, it became a little easier because if both of my brothers would have been out there i'm sure i'd have been out there also so you're primarily known desmond for being a nfl player um and you said that you did play basketball, and, and you were quite good at basketball in, in middle school as well. Um, are you still pretty good at, at basketball today? Do you feel like that maybe you could have gone pro in the in the NBA as well as the NFL? I don't know if I could have went pro, but I was definitely a, a, a Division One um, level basketball player playing. I was all state in high school, got a lot of college offers to play to play basketball, but they were like lower Division One um, uh, schools. So I think football was definitely where I was, where at least the colleges thought I was the most talented. So that was that was the obvious choice for me. But I did have those opportunities if I wanted to play college basketball, I, I could have done that also. Now, do you miss the NFL in, at, at all, or any? I mean, maybe some aspects of the NFL, but I mean overall, do you miss playing in the uh, major leagues of, of, of football? Overall, no, but there, there, there are some aspects of the game that, you know, you, you can never replace the competition of the game and, and that brotherhood where, you know, you got, you got a locker room full of men that we, we all pulling from one, one end of the rope and, and trying to accomplish something um, together. You know, you, some of that stuff is duplicable, like in, in the, um, out here in the real world and in corporate America, but a lot of it is not. And, and that, you know, practicing and being in the locker room and, you know, being able, like in, in the business world, you gotta be politically correct. And, you know, you we just hung out and we were guys and it was like always just, you know, uh, like, like you would think about in a high school locker room, it's the same, it's the same way. And those type of things you can't replace um once you once you get away from it so those are the things that i missed this just being around the guys and, and and all of us really focus on one goal and and you know going out and battling us now you were not drafted originally by the chicago bears right no i was drafted by the denver broncos yeah the broncos yeah so um was it uh 
how how long was it before you got uh to to Chicago to where you're currently at? Yeah, so um I played three years in Denver, one year in Miami, and then I finished up my last eight years here in Chicago. So it, it actually took me four years before um, I signed here with Chicago. And uh, have you been a lifelong resident ever since then? Um, yeah, I think I have. I've been here since I retired. Yes, um, that, that actually is true. I, I like to think that I go back to Florida uh, quite a bit, but um, no, I, I've I've always had an address in the Chicagoland area ever since I retired. So uh, I won't spend too much time on the NFL uh, here, um, but uh, talk about life after uh, the National Football League. Uh, I'm sure that um, you don't have as many uh, people cheering you on, I'm sure, whenever you go to work, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe all those uh, fans that can't wait to see you come out and play. But uh, what, what, what do you currently do now after the uh, the football yeah, man, when I when I write an insurance policy, there's no big loud roar for me scoring <laughs> yeah. there. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't have the seventy thousand people like going nuts because you know, man, he just wrote that insurance policy for the <laughs> for the local um coffee shop downstairs. Um, so <laughs> that's that's a huge difference. But no, life after football, it's been great. Um, I, I can't complain at all. Uh, since since retiring from the game, you know. I, I've evolved from just going out and, and being a financial advisor and starting with a small independent firm, Wayne Messer and Associates, going over to Mass Mutual Chicago, eventually stepping out on my own and then realizing and being given the opportunity to get into the property and casualty side of the insurance business, business and realize that's where I wanted to make my primary focus. And then having the opportunity to become a um, a partner at the firm that I'm at now, the insurance people, which was started 10 years ago, and um, having the opportunity to build a whole a whole division of that in, of that insurance company, the insurance people has been really good. And still, I'm still doing financial advising with Chicago Investment Advisory Council. But the the thing that um, is really picking up more steam now, and I've been doing it for six and a half years is the speaking side of what I do, the motivational, inspirational speaking on leadership, um, personal, professional development, and sales. So um, that's that's been the thing that's probably, especially over the last six months, people know me for the most. That's awesome. I mean, uh, what, what when you do these motivational speakings, uh, do you have a common un underlying theme that you uh, try to present to the people? Absolutely. So the the... The big, you know, 30,000 square foot view is principles of winning. Everything falls under that umbrella. And I um, just recently completed my second book um, entitled Principles of Winning on my birthday, April 20th is the day that it released. But up under, up under the principles oh, yes. of winning, thank you, up under principles of winning, there's, there's five core principles that, that I talk about that can, they're universal principles, I believe, and those, those are principles that that came about not just intellectually, but through life experiences, things that are tried and true for me, uh, for, for that helped me to develop and to help me win in, in different scenarios in my life, either personally or professionally. So um, those are the things that I talk about when I'm on stage now, and it's just been growing and growing and growing um, over the years. And it was just last, last year, uh, right near the fourth quarter of the year when I decided, hey, instead of 
waiting for people to seek me out. I'm going to go and build a platform and, um, and make this a professional endeavor for myself. And that's when I decided to write the book and, and start going out and promoting myself as a motivational speaker. Because, like I said, I have been doing it for six years anyway. Absolutely. I mean, um, <clears throat> I know that a lot of these uh, pro athletes, as soon as they get done with their careers, they seem to go to ESPN and do some sports casting. So, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's a totally it's, it's a totally different animal, man. That sport casting is is really really difficult, right? Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of studying from week to week. You know, you got to um, break down all of all of and when you're talking about the analysts of calling the game and then being an in-studio analyst, those are two separate things. The skill yeah. set of yeah. being a, um, a motivational, inspirational speaker, it's, it's a totally different skill set um, because, you know, not everybody can stand up in front of a crowd and, and deliver. Right, absolutely. And you also started a youth organization, I do believe, as well, uh, 88 Ways. Yeah, so I started that way back in 2008. That's no longer um, in existence. Uh, we 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 shut those doors down in 2014 when I became a uh, full-time financial advisor. And you know, I, I didn't have the proper team around me to keep going with 88 Ways Youth Organization um, because my stepmom, she actually was my executive direct, the director, and she stepped down to help my dad um, develop his um, nonprofit, which he which was on the Clark House, which he helped um, uh, people that were recovering from drug addiction get back on their feet. So uh, Desmond, I have one, one more question for you, sir. And um, uh, what, what advice do you give to someone who wants to get into uh, the pros at all if they uh, have those, those aspirations? Don't focus on getting into the pros. Um, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, you have it. <laughs> No, but, um, it, you know, I, I truly believe that. And I can only speak from my experience, right? right I, I, I never really I never really focus on, hey, I want to be a professional football player. When I got to high school and I seen that I can go to college by playing sports, my goal was to be the best high school football player I could be so I could get into college. That, that was it because I had promised my mom at – at the age of 14 that I was going to be successful. And that was the way that I seen, that was the path that I, I discovered I could take to be successful because back in the, the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, being successful was graduating high school, going to college, and getting a good steady job. So that's the path that I was on. And now I get into college and, you know, I just told this story to the Stanford receivers don't focus on don't focus on the NFL. When I got into the college, when I got into Wake Forest University, my first year, I was second I was second team behind behind obviously the starter. And my focus was how can I make myself better where next year I'm the starter. My sophomore year, we fast forward. Now I'm starting as a sophomore over the senior that started as a junior over me last year. Wow. And then now I'm looking, the best receiver on the team is Tabidi Davis. And he outworks everybody. He's more dedicated than anybody who I see on this team. I'm going to go get up under his wing. I'm going to try to work just as hard as he do because I want to be the best receiver on this team. Now my sophomore year, Tabidi Davis wasn't the leading receiver on the team. I was the leading receiver on the team. 
And I don't say that out of like I'm better than him, but it was because of him that I became the player that I that I became because I started working like I started trying to work like he was working and it made me a better player. And then now you fast forward to my junior season, okay, now now I'm one of the best players on the team, if not the best player on the team going to my junior year. And now I'm looking out into the ACC and thinking, okay, where where's the competition at? This year, I want to lead the ACC in catches. This year, I want to be known as the best receiver in the ACC. After my junior year catching, I think it was, might have been 72 passes, I led the ACC in receptions that year. And it wasn't until after my junior year that I petitioned the NFL to see if I would have left early, which I wasn't going to do. I just wanted to see if I left early, where would I be drafted? And they said from the fifth, anywhere from the fifth round to being a free agent. And then and only then is when I became focused on my senior year. I want to have a great senior year to get to the NFL. So when I say don't focus on the NFL, I really mean that. And just like in business also, you know, we, we put up all of these great goals and say, oh, I want to make, you know, this year I want to make, I want to make 50 sales or whatever. And then all you do is focus on the 50 sales. Well, there's so many other mile markers that you have to get to Absolutely. before you right. can get to those 50 sales. And you have to focus on those mile markers. Absolutely. I mean, it's amazing, Desmond, how uh, sports and uh, business kind of go together. I mean, they really do. I mean, they're one and the same pretty much. Right. Yeah. I mean, the principles um, of success are pretty much the same. Right. And I think they're, I think they're universal um, because life is life. Is life. And, 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 you know, you could try to I challenge people to, to, to challenge me on something that I can't correlate to something with football. Because, man, I, football football mimics life so much. Absolutely. Sports mimics life so much that, um, yeah, I could, I could just about tie anything to, to um, playing football or playing sports in general. And I do want to give you one more plug on, on the book that you had uh, come out in, in April. What, what, what was the name of that? And, and where can people find that at? Yeah, the name of it is Principles of Winning, Five Keys to Create a Standard of Excellence, and it's on the, the biggest distributor known to man, Amazon. Amazon, yes. Do you have a website as well where people can go to to purchase the book as well? No, I, it's just strictly on Amazon because, okay. you know, that's that's less work for me. Right. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can order it, they'll send it to you, and then they just send, they just send me my cut. <laughs> um so I don't have to worry about no packaging or any of that stuff. So, um, yeah, less work for me. And then it's, it's easier for, for people just to go to Amazon and just say principles of winning. There it is. Boom. They got it. Got it. Well, Desmond, sir, thank you so much for your time, uh, for coming on the show and uh, talking to us about your career and, and how what life is like for you right now. Um, it, it, so it's a pleasure to speak to you, sir, and uh, much continued success in your uh in, in, in your endeavors. And I hope that you bring your uh, motivational speaking to Kansas City as well. Hey, if you find a venue for me to, to speak in Kansas City, I will be in Kansas City um, as one of my, so the lady who wrote my first book, uh, Before and Beyond the Game, she um, she got out and started speaking more. And she, she said, look, my life is this. If you have a stage and a hotel room for me to stay in and a stage for me to speak from the next day, I'm there. I will get to work on that then. I will definitely get to work on that.
I appreciate it. Well, Desmond, thank you so much, sir. All right. You have a good day. You too. We appreciate you listening to the show today. Find us on all social media platforms and be sure to like our Facebook fan page.